Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us today. This is Beyond the Surface. Here, we have God-centered conversations about different topics and situations that students and young adults deal with. My name is Ryan, I'm the host of the podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about growing in the long term and outlining some of the strategies that I have used to achieve growth over these past few years. I hope that you guys enjoy this episode and get some benefit from it. So now, let's jump on in. So today, Ezra is gone. He's out of the office. He is actually down in Guatemala serving the Lord. He's on a missions trip, uh, seeing the world, doing his thing. That's awesome. So pray and ask for for blessings for Ezra and the people that he's on the missions trip with uh, and pray and ask for for favor in their endeavors. So obviously, uh, podcast is going to be a little bit different. It's just going to be me today. And I'm going to share some thoughts on some things that I feel have really allowed me to grow in the Lord these past few years. And these are things that can apply to a lot of different aspects of life, whether it's health, whether it's career goals, etc. But I'm just going to share a few stories about how I've applied these things to my life and how I've applied them spiritually. So I'm going to talk about running the race of life, how life is a marathon and not a sprint. We often feel stuck. We feel like we're not growing or headed in the direction that we want to go. It can be really easy to get discouraged. But I'm going to talk about how goal setting, uh, friends, routines, and consistency have really allowed me to continue my growth and help me push through seasons where I, I don't feel like I'm growing or like I feel stagnant. They've increased my faith and increased my appetite for the Lord. So I really think that These are good and and everybody can apply them in some way. So I'm going to start by reading some scripture here. I'm going to read from 1 Corinthians 9 verses 24 through 27. It says, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the game goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and I make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. So whenever we set out to change ourselves, to grow, to improve, it takes time to get there, right? The old saying is Rome wasn't built in a day. Uh, so whatever it is that, that you want to improve, whether it be financially, getting that promotion, you know, whatever, it's going to take time, health, fitness, all of it takes time. Our spiritual walks are no different. It's especially important to embrace the long journey here. It's a lifelong journey, right? You're not done growing when you got married or when you get to your career or, you know, when you retire, whatever, we're going to continue to grow in the Lord our entire lives. Now, I understand that it can be easy to look at a long journey, like a lifelong journey, a lifelong commitment and say, you know, I'm never going to get to where I want to be. It's too far away and I'm getting discouraged right now just thinking about that. Or there are times where I don't feel like I'm making progress and that discourages you. Well, I want to offer a little bit of advice and strategies for taking on these challenges and how we can continually grow because ultimately that's the goal. We want to continually grow 
as much as we can. It's not easy to do, but without an approach as to how we're going to grow, it's near impossible, right? The scripture talks about running aimlessly or being a boxer beating the air. We don't want to do that. We don't want to be like that. We want to develop a plan so that we're not wandering aimlessly. We want to run in a way as to get the prize. So I want to encourage you guys to, as you're listening to this, start thinking about how you're going to make a plan to get where you want to go. The first step, in my opinion, is to set some goals, right? We need to have a clear direction on where we want to go. Now, this may seem obvious or whatever, but so many people fail to set clear goals. Even fewer people fail to write those goals down or tell somebody about those goals. We need to have some accountability and and so many people fail to do that with their goals. And often, if goals are ever set, people don't get started with pursuing them. Or if they do, they give up at the first sign of difficulty or adversity. I don't want this to happen to me and I don't want it to happen to any of you either. As far as setting goals goes, I think that it's really important that we set goals that are going to push us and challenge us, but at the same time, goals that we can achieve so that we don't get discouraged. So how do we do this? Well, I say I like to start big and broad. So I said, I want to know God more intimately. So then I break it down from there and I set some smaller, more specific goals. They're going to help me get there. So I'm going to spend 15 minutes in the Bible a day until I've read through all the Psalms. So then once you've reached that goal, you want to set another goal that's a little bit more challenging, that's going to push you a little bit more. So maybe say, you know, I'm going to read two chapters in the New Testament a day until I've read the entire New Testament. And, you know, the list goes on. It's a really simple approach, uh, but it would be a great place to start if you don't spend time in the Word every day, or if you're new to reading Scripture, you know, that would be a great way to get you into the word and, and reading about God, getting to, to know him. But you can, you know, customize this plan in so many different ways, lots of different areas of life. Uh, you know, you can do the same thing financially, maybe start by saying, I'm going to save $2,000 and then I'm going to save $5,000, et cetera, et cetera. You can apply it a lot of different ways. These were just a couple of small examples to help you guys get the picture of, you know, setting small goals and getting bigger and, and, you know, ultimately getting to where you want to go. So after we have our goals in place uh, and we know the direction that we want to go, we know where we're running to, I think that it's important to find a running partner. In episode one, we talked about the importance of friends. We talked about how they can make a difference in your life. Well, I'm going to talk about it a little bit again here uh, because I think that it's super, super important. If you have someone that is committed to the same goals or similar goals as you, you guys can encourage each other along the way. You can push each other. You can offer advice, tips, tricks, you know, whatever it may be. Ultimately, you guys are going to be able to hold each other accountable. And that is going to be so helpful, whether it's a gym partner, making sure you get to the gym every day, or it's somebody that does a Bible reading plan with you, right? If you decide not to go to the gym that day because you just don't want to, you kind of leave your gym partner hanging and and you'll probably feel bad. Or if you're doing a scripture reading plan and you guys plan to get together at the end of the week and talk about what you read, but you didn't read the scripture, you know, you kind of leave your partner hanging and there's not a whole lot to discuss. And, you know, so, so you'll, you'll feel bad about that. You'll, you'll want to get it done for your partner as much as you're going to want to get it done for yourself. So, Having someone to go on this journey with you is is super helpful 
it definitely helps to stay committed. So after we've got those two things set up, uh, I think that developing a daily routine of some sort is super important. So back when I was playing ball, I had a lot of routines. Uh, I had routines for practice. I had routines for games. I had routines for on the bus, etc. Uh, I had a lot of routines, basically. I could tell you how long it took me before the game or how many, how much time I had before the game when I got dressed. I can tell you where I looked in the outfield in between pitches. I can tell you what foot I clear the batter's box out with, what hand I hold the bat with. I can tell you where I look when I take my breath before I would get in the batter's box. I can tell you all of that because it was routine to me. I did it in between every pitch or I did it before every game, right? Now, some of you are probably thinking that that's kind of a lot that, you know, I'm I'm kind of being a control freak or whatever. And that's that's part of it. Yeah, definitely. The game's stressful. You want to perform well. Your coaches want you to perform well. Your teammates want you to perform well. You know, there's a lot of pressure and there's so many things that I can't control during the game. You know, I can't control what the other team does, uh, what the what the pitcher throws. I can't control where the other team hits the ball. I can't control what the umpire calls, right? But my routine and routines were things that I could control. They allowed me time to focus, to reset from things that had previously happened. You know, if if we lost the game before or if I had a bad at bat, the at bat before or or if the last pitch, the umpire made a bad call, you know, it allowed me to kind of forget that, to get my mind right, um, to remember that I had prepared and it allowed me to focus and take the game one pitch at a time. In baseball, during a nine-inning game, there are almost 300 pitches. Thinking about that makes the game more difficult. It makes it easy to take a pitch off or to say, you know, I'll win the next one, whatever. So I didn't want to do that. I wanted to focus on one pitch at a time. I wanted to say, I'm going to win this pitch. And then when it's over, I reset. And I say, okay, I'm going to win the next pitch. And ultimately, doing that pitch after pitch set me up, set my team up for the best chance of success. Now that baseball is done, routines are still a big part of my life and I still apply routines on a daily basis. I love my morning routine. It allows me to reset and focus on the day ahead of me, just like resetting in baseball or my routine reset me in baseball and allowed me to focus on the next pitch. It also helps to prepare myself for the day and just kind of gives me confidence that I'm ready for the day. You know, if, if I'm to think of, of life as a whole journey, it, it's tough because, you know, I don't know exactly what's going to happen a week from now. I don't know what's going to happen six months from now. I don't know what's going to happen 10 years from now, right? But if I just think about the tasks that are ahead of me today, everything becomes more manageable. I can say I can get this done. I can impact this person. I can make an impact here, right? If I set myself up to win the day in front of me, and I take things one day at a time, it's going to make life more manageable and it's going to allow for long-term growth. So in the morning, what I typically do is I, I roll out of bed and go to the gym and I've got a whole gym routine too from my warm-up to what I go through. I'm not going to get into that right now. But then I come back from the gym and I shower, get dressed, all that good stuff. And then uh, I get my coffee and my Bible out and I spend time in the Word. I spend time with God. And then... Um, I pray and I, I go to work and, and take care of the rest of my day. Uh, but every single every single morning that's consistent, that stays the same. And, you know, so why, so why do I do those things? Well, going to the gym first thing just allows me to get it out of the way. You get your first ta- 
task checked off. You don't have to worry about it after work. You know, if, if things come up, if I have a lot of paperwork that I have to get done and I need to stay late, I can do that. If a buddy calls me and wants to hang out after work, you know, I can do that. So that's good. Spending time in the Word and spending time with God, obviously, it gets my mind set on God. It allows me something to meditate on for the day, kind of just make sure that my head's in the right spot. And then my prayer is really important because, uh, again, it allows me to get in touch with God and, and do the two-way communication, but it also just allows me to reset from previous days and to start fresh. Um, so, you know, when I, when I pray, I say, God, thank you for today. Thank you for a new day, God. Show me where you can use me today. Give me opportunity today. So all of it kind of leads to the next step. And the next step is being consistent. So again, back when I was playing ball, we liked our 1% rule. Our coaches understood that we're not going to become superstars overnight. We had to consistently show up. Day after day, we had to be willing to get better. They told us they wanted us to get 1% better each day. They understood that you know we weren't going to become 400 hitters after a week of practice. And they didn't want us to put so much pressure on ourselves of, of, you know, we have to be good right away. We have to be good immediately. They wanted us to just commit to a process of getting a little bit better each day. And by the end of the season, we would have a club of a lot of very good ball players. We had big goals. There were guys on the team that wanted to be all Americans. You know, I wanted to win a championship, but our coaches understood that, you know, we're not going to get there if we don't get a little bit better each and every day. And so that only happens if we're consistent with our approach to get better each day and if we show up each day and apply consistent effort. So the same thing goes in our spiritual walks. We have to set out with being consistent and spending time with God in order to know him more. We have to be consistent with being honest about him as to where we are if we want him to change our hearts. We have to commit to spending time with him each day and allowing him to change us and speak to us a little bit at a time. We need to apply effort on a consistent basis. Once a week on Sundays is probably not going to be enough to change much of us spiritually, but a half an hour a day over the course of a year, I promise that you will see a little bit of change if you put in effort during that half hour every single day. There are going to be times in life when we feel that God may be far away or we're not really growing like we want to. But the important thing is that we keep going. We keep that consistency. We put one foot in front of the other. We keep spending time in the word. We keep praying and we trust that God is working. I've shared previously that two years ago, I set out on a journey to read the whole Bible in a year. This was the first time maybe ever that I've really been consistent in spending time with God daily. I didn't feel much change after a week or, you know, if I'm being honest, I don't really know if I, I felt a couple of, excuse me, I don't know if I felt change, you know, even a couple months in. I have a hard time pinpointing exactly when it was that my spiritual awakening happened or, you know, I can really look back and say that was my changing moment. God changed me gradually. The person that I am now is very different from the person that I was a couple of years ago. That change was slow. It took time. You know, I'm going to continue to be consistent and I'm going to continue to try and grow so that the person that I am a year from now is different than the person today. And then I'm going to be more like Jesus a year from now, right? And there were seasons during those couple years, um, the past couple years, where I felt like I wasn't really growing or, you know, I, I didn't really see where God was working necessarily. 
but I stayed consistent. I continued to read the word. I continued to say, God, you know, here's where I'm at today. And I really believe that just being consistent in my prayer and in my Bible reading is what allowed me to be where I am today, to, to staying committed to the process, even through the sticking points, right? So then the other thing that consistency does for us is it allows us to add to the work that we're putting in. It allows us to be more efficient. So I like to lift weights. Uh, and my goal when I go to the gym is to get stronger. I want to lift more weight at the end of my program than at the beginning. I want to lift more weight next month than I did two months ago, right? So being consistent allows me to do this. It allows me to add to my weights. You know, if I go into the gym tomorrow and I lift 300 pounds and that takes every ounce of strength that I have to lift that 300 pounds, but then I take the rest of the month off and I don't see the gym the rest of the month and I go in and, and you know, a month from now, I'm probably not going to be able to lift 310 pounds. But if I go into the gym day after day for this entire month and I put in constant effort and I'm consistent with my routine, then over that month, I'm going to build strength and I'm eventually going to be able to add to my weight and, and lift that 310 pounds, right? The same thing happened to me spiritually. So reading the word wasn't always easy, uh, especially at first, you know, when you start a new habit, it's easy to just sit, scroll on social media or say, you know, you have other things that you want to fill your time with. But I found that the longer I stayed consistent and the longer I continued to get into the word, the more hunger I had to keep reading. I started to understand it better and I started to add to my daily reading schedule because of this. Eventually, I started adding in, you know, more things to my time with God, like worship songs or looking things up online and having some of the scripture explained to me as I read it. And it all didn't happen at the same time. It came in pieces. It happened slowly as I continued to develop that hunger for God because I was spending time with him each day. You know, and I went from spending about 15, 20 minutes with God a day to, to you know, close to an hour a day. And I don't say that, you know, to say, yeah, look, I spend an hour with God each day now. You don't know. No, I say that just, just to encourage you that you're going to start small at first, you know, if you're not, you're not doing things, but you can get there in the end. Uh, you can get to where you want to be over time. So the other thing that uh, gets challenging with being consistent and developing a routine and sticking to it is really just starting out or, you know, when you hit a sticking point. And you become stagnant and you feel like your growth has stopped. This is where discipline becomes important. It's great to get motivated to start something. It's great to set goals and say you're going to do these things. But ultimately, that motivation is going to fade. At some point, you're not going to want to do whatever it is that you had set out to do. Discipline is when we put our long-term goals ahead of our short-term urges or desires. It's when we say we're going to do things even though we don't want to. It can be easy to hit snooze um, instead of waking up and spending time with God or, you know, going to the gym. But then life happens and we don't end up getting our reading done or we don't end up getting our workouts done. You know, so, so discipline is when we say, yeah, the alarm's going off. I don't want to get out of bed. I would rather go back to sleep, you know, for another half hour or whatever it is. But I, I committed to reading the Bible. I committed to going to the gym. So I'm going to put that commitment and I'm going to put my long-term goal of knowing God more and I'm going to put my long-term goal of losing some weight or getting healthy ahead of my short-term desire to sleep right now. So as I mentioned earlier, we want to grow in the long term, right? That's how we're really going to achieve um, a life more like Jesus is 
I want to be more like Jesus on the day I die than the day when I came to know him. So I want to continue to grow over the long term. And that's not an easy thing to do because nowadays we're so used to everything happening on demand. We want something delivered. Amazon Prime will get it here next day delivery or two day delivery, right? We want to watch something. We've got it on Netflix. We want entertainment. We've got apps for that. The list goes on. But unfortunately, with growth and improving ourselves, the instant answer often doesn't work or it doesn't last. So a couple examples come to mind. Financially, everybody wants to be a millionaire. Everybody wants that million dollars, right? Well, everybody can be, but not tomorrow and not next week. So Nerd Wallet, it's a financial website that I like to read articles on. They estimate that millennials have about $670 left over on average after expenses at the end of each month. If you were to invest that $670 for 31 years, you would be a millionaire. Now, for all you math gurus out there, I think they said that the return rate on that investment was like 7 or 8%. I don't know. That's not important. The thing here is that people don't want to invest for 31 years, right? They want that million dollars now. They want it next week. They don't want to take the time to commit to, I'm going to invest this month and then I'm going to invest next month and take it one month at a time. And eventually after 31 years, you'll have that million dollars that you wanted. I see the same issue with dieting. So many people constantly turn to these fad diets, as I like to call them, to lose weight. And at first they do lose weight. Sometimes they lose a lot of weight at first, but eventually their bodies start to adapt and they slow down the rate of weight loss or they stop losing weight. So they give up on the diet. They don't reach their desired weight or even worse, they gain their weight back that they had lost. They didn't want to commit to long-term dieting. They wanted the instant gratification of, I want to lose weight and I want to look good now. Discipline allows us to put the long-term goal first. It allows us to continue to grow over time, to get that million dollars by investing over 31 years. Discipline allows us to eat well one day at a time for the course of a year so that we can transform our body and improve our health. It also allows us to continue to grow with the Lord and to get closer to Him. If we can be disciplined and say, I'm going to spend time with God every single day, Over the long term, we're going to get a whole lot closer to God. Like I said, if I can commit to spending more time with God every single day, I promise that at the end of my life, I'm going to be a whole lot more like Jesus than when I first started. And that's the goal. Book of James, we're told to persevere and we will be blessed. So even when it isn't easy, we need to remember that we have long-term goals and that growth happens over time and we need to persevere and we need to be patient in order to achieve these things. God tells us to be patient all over the Bible. One scripture that I like uh, when I feel like you know giving up on something or I'm tired of, of waiting is in Habakkuk. Habakkuk 2 verse 3 says, For the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. God tells us that these things will come, but we have to wait sometimes. We have to be patient. We have to persevere. We have to put in the work a little bit at a time, and eventually we're going to grow in the long term. And it, it, it's not easy. I get it. It's, it's hard. But I do think that this is something that everybody can implement. I think that if we learn to take things one day at a time and we learn to break things up and we don't get caught up in the super distant future goals, right? We, we get caught up in what we can control today. I think that everybody can improve in whatever area 
it may be that you want to improve. So clearly, I really like my routines. I like being consistent. I like taking things one day at a time, step by step, make sure that I'm not getting lost in the big picture and uh, the end goal. I want to take control of what I can do today to get one step closer to my goals. I really do feel that this has been the key to my growth. And I think that it's something that everybody can and everybody really should do. Uh, I want to be clear here. I I think that each one of you um, is a beautiful child of God. I really do. No matter where you're at, God loves you and and God has a lot in store for you. You know, if you're having a hard time with growth or you're really struggling with certain things or if you're doing, you know, really, really well and you feel like you're growing with the Lord, you feel like, you know, you've got got life kind of taken care of. God is a good dad. He really is. And, And just like any good parent, he wants to see you grow and he wants to see you thrive and he wants what's best for you. He wants us to steward what he's given us well, right? He has so much more planned for you than than what you can imagine and where you're at right now. He wants you to accomplish great things for his glory. So with this in mind, I want to challenge you guys to find something that you can start implementing into your life consistently that's going to help you grow. Maybe uh, it's 15 minutes in the Bible a day, or maybe it's 10 minutes of prayer before bed. Maybe you want to prioritize your health. That's awesome. Exercise for 30 minutes, you know, and it could be bigger goals than this if you've, um, you know, already doing some of these things or whatever. But just I want you guys to pick something and commit to it for a month. I'm going to do this right alongside you. I'm going to commit to journaling my prayers for an entire month. For me, it's a lot easier, it's easier to grow through reading the Bible and kind of digging in and looking things up, writing things down, taking notes, highlighting, underlining. It just resonates with how I study in school. So I I like doing that when I want to try to get closer to God and and that's what I do on a daily basis. But I have a hard time growing in my prayer life. So I'm going to commit to 30 days of journaling out all my prayers before I go to bed in an attempt to grow my prayer life and and get closer to God in that way. So I would love to know what you guys are committing to um, because like I said, I'm going to commit alongside you guys. So I'd love to hear everything that uh, you guys are going to work on and I'd love to encourage you along the way. Uh, I think that this will just be a, a cool opportunity for us to do something together. So I hope that you guys have a great week. We're excited to have Ezra back next week and uh, we'll see you then for the next episode. Alright everyone, thank you so much for listening. We hope that you enjoyed the episode today. If you did, feel free to subscribe to us on iTunes or YouTube or follow us on Spotify so that you don't miss out on our weekly episodes. Also, Ezra and I would really appreciate it if you would share this with anybody that you think may enjoy this podcast or benefit from the conversation. Lastly, Ezra and I would love to connect with you, so if you have comments, feedback, or questions for us, We've got our email linked in the description, so we would love for you to shoot those our way. Or if you're listening by way of YouTube, go ahead and comment down below. Ezra and I hope that you all have a great week as you go and love God and love people.